Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we're going to talk about friends. So this is specifically a question from a subscriber here. Um, Devez7 has this awesome picture with a little ice cream cone on his head. Uh, he comments from time to time. So I will answer his question as I think it's a really good question and something that gets debated quite a bit. And I think a lot of times we don't stop to think and look at the depth behind the question here. So the question is quite simple. It's, hi, Dimitri. Do you think it is possible to have friendships at your work environment or people at work are just your colleagues here? So for quants, I think you have to have friends at work. I don't think there's any way around this, to be honest with you guys. Um, quants are very rare. We are often on very small teams. Um, no one else in the entire business is going to understand you. Uh, this has been a big struggle of mine working at a startup firm is there just aren't a lot of quants, right? There's just a team of three people where I'm at. Um, and it's my team and I have two other people on my team. Um, and so I think when you start to look at friendships versus non-friendships and kind of the, you know, the tensions, the responsibilities here, why people say no, um, a lot of times just comes from the fact that you kind of work in very political, catty environments here. And I think the quant finance space is actually fairly unique in the fact that since we are often very isolated from other teams, um, since we are often not understood, um, I don't think it's for a lack of trying from other departments, but quants are just very different, unique people. Um, even when you start to compare quants to data scientists or to um, analytics, so like price decisioning, like pricing and origination strategy and those sorts of things at firms, we just don't seem to sync up. Our level of mathematics and statistics and often the interest in these sorts of topics um, tends to transcend um, the business who like just doesn't care. They just want to make a few bucks here. And if you could just solve this problem for me, um, most of us, even those that are like wanting to just show up and do the nine to five and go home and we're not eating, sleeping, and breathing quant finance like I do, um, there's still something different about us. The fact that you, you know, went and you chased down uh, an undergrad, and then you went most likely to the U.S. Most of you aren't even from the U.S. You went to another country, which requires money and dedication and time to get here. And then you did a very challenging and hard quantitative master's degree. Uh, it just puts us in a very different and unique realm here. We're not typically the people that are like really excited uh, to read business books. Um, hobbies of ours are often much deeper and unique and different. Not always, um, but quants typically just don't fit anywhere else. So even for myself, right, I have friends I graduated from grad school with that, you know, I love like family. Um, there's only a few of them. And yet they're in very other cities like New York, Boston, and Denver. I guess not even Denver. That's somebody else. Uh, but really Boston and New York, those are kind of the main areas. I only have one or two friends that I've really stayed connected with. And again, I'm not going to see them very often. So if you're going to have quant friends, they're really going to be the people that kind of surround you uh, in the work environment here. Now, let me talk a little bit about, I think, kind of the the friends here, I guess, and then we'll talk a little bit about kind of the things you have to be weary of, of why people say do not be friends with your colleagues. Um, first off here, I have had really close friends at every single firm I have been to. When I started my first job at Comerica Bank, I was the first implementation hire. Uh, my boss was a business person, which was awesome. She ran, you know, organization and structure and all that. 
And then they hired a second quant like a month or two after I had started. Um, so shout out to you, Joe. Uh, me and you, Joe, worked together. We ate lunch together every day. Uh, we talked about things from like the news to travel. Um, again, all these non-quant things. It's just, it's easier to be friends because you work with each other so closely. Um, I was spending, I think I was working from home one day a week. But I was spending the other days, so probably like 30 to 40 hours a week with them right? You're just with them working. Now, even if you're in separate cubicles, um, right, you're like, you know, you slide back from the cube and you lean over and you're like, hey, uh, you know, you want to grab lunch or you want to grab coffee or, um, oh, did you see what happened in the news? Or how's your wife doing? These sorts of things that just, they naturally occur because you spend so much time together with them. And I think it's important to make friends because if you aren't going to be friends with people, then it just becomes this really miserable job, almost like a prison sentence where it's like you go to work. There are these people I tolerate, um, but I do not like them. Uh, they are not my friends. It's very odd when I find people that don't have friends at work. So I think just in life, you're going to naturally make friends because that's just how things kind of operate here. Uh, so Yujo is my first colleague. Um, and then I went to my second firm over at BCG. And at BCG, a big shout out to Lewis. Um, Lewis is my real unique friend who's been on this podcast before as a guest. Again, a business background, but sharper than probably any MBA I've ever met. Oddly enough, can read math and stats and pick up on it. He said he actually did pretty good in undergrad and high school in mathematics, which really showed, um, again, he had the understanding. I think there's a weird undertone of quant where we just don't seem to get along with non-quants often. I'll make maybe a whole podcast episode on that. Um, but again, we'd have lunch together almost every day. Uh, we would talk a lot about coffee. That was a lot of our connection was coffee. Um, Lewis, though, as an individual, uh, he was very outgoing, very different, very unique, more like a business person, but could grasp into the quant space here. So kind of odd. But we would have great times. Uh, one of my favorite things is um, <laughs> going out in public uh, in New York City and we were sitting there eating lunch and he would come up with backstories on random people that walked by and he's like, you know, you know, pulling out like all the stereotypes and stuff. And it was just good fun. It was a good, fun um, connection here. He's probably one of my only friends that is very extroverted, um, funny, charismatic. He has done very well uh, in banking in the, I guess, quant and non-quant spaces as well. Um, a real all-star that's kind of stood out there. But again, it's nice to have someone like at New York, we can have lunch and chat and, you know, he'd make fun of me all the time. I'd go to Starbucks and get like, you know, the six shots of, you know, a, a, a venti drink has three shots and I'd be out there getting a six shot because I had the free drink with the ridiculousness. And so we'd be in the Starbucks down on Wall Street and he'd call out, you know, oh, look at this crazy guy. And then the baristas would laugh because they knew I was coming in for the free drink and they knew it was going to be this ridiculous one. And just a funny story on this. Uh, one time they even gave me the full drink. So if you add like six shots or eight shots or whatever ridiculous amount I'd thrown into this drink, it ended up being a venti drink, which is a large and a grande, which is a medium. And yes, I finished both of them. And so my ridiculousness of coffee and coffee consumption, uh, especially in New York, uh, really, really stood out here. But that was my second job. And then I moved on um, to Santander. I worked in the New York City office. Uh, I made a few friends there. Uh, shout out to Shami and um, even like John. And there's a couple other people as well. And of course, uh, Shalon, uh, she didn't even work in her office. She was my colleague, my teammate. Uh, she worked in Boston. I worked in uh, New York. But we, again, we we were always on um, like 
I'm going to say Slack, but we were on like the, the instant chat that we were going back and forth. We're working on projects. You're, you just, you interact so much guys, you're going to make friends and you're going to have acquaintances and you're going to know about their families and their kids and their hobbies. And, you know, take a real interest in people around you. This is what really builds interesting careers and friendships. Um, and then I went to, uh, the New York office from Santander and I transferred to Dallas there. And of course I had, um, close colleagues there. So I was close with my boss somewhat, but not like, wouldn't say personal friends. Um, and then, uh, Ching Chow. So one of my absolute favorite all time colleagues, uh, we would have lunch together every single day. Uh, I worked underneath of him for a long time. I got promoted. We were at the same level for a short stint. And again, I would still tell people like Ching Chow's my boss and he would laugh and be like, I'm not your boss. Uh, we all work for the same boss, but he taught me so much on the quant side as well. So there's more of a mentorship there. Um, Ching Chow was old enough to be my dad to give you some perspective on this. He had kids in his thirties, uh, late twenties and thirties when I was there and I'm in my thirties. Um, but we would talk about growing fruit trees. So he had a PhD in forestry and we'd be chatting about, uh, you know, my trees and my, property here and, you know, growing things and issues I'm having. And, you know, he would bring lunch and I'd bring lunch and we'd talk about vegetables and things and all kinds of stuff. And then we talk about, you know, family and kids. Um, we talk about sports as well a little bit. Uh, he was more into sports than I was, but again, just a really close uh, relationship, um, as a whole, because we just spent so much time together. We worked together one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and then also, if you've heard me talking about the stories of the colleague where we were both so passionate about quant finance, we're like yelling and screaming at each other. We're in there on a whiteboard, like frantically writing the math out. And it's like, how do you not understand this? And he's yelling at me, uh, you know, you're such a bright kid. I don't understand how you can't understand this. It, you're just being stupid. And me just sitting there like frustrated, but it's like, I know there's, there's part of him that's right. Again, having that friendship, having that bond makes it, it's not a personal attack. Um, it's, we are synced together. I've never met anyone else besides Ching Chow where we have actually synced up so well um, that we can yell and scream. We can even name call. And at the end of the day, um, like in this example story here, where like we had people coming into this conference room to look at us because it's, it's getting very heated. If this isn't like, you know, a friendly, like, kind of chat. Um, we are both very, very passionate about being correct, about doing things right for the business, about quantitative finance and credit risk as a whole. Um, and then we're yelling and screaming and people are like looking and concerned. And then noon hits because that's lunchtime. So we, we go, all right, all right, well, we'll do this when we get back. Right. So we, we have it on the board. Okay. All right. So what are we doing for lunch today? And so we both kind of stroll out of the room and everyone's just staring at us. Like they don't know what the hell's going on. And so somebody asked, they said, Hey, are, you know, you guys are right in there. It seems pretty heated. And, you know, like they're like, you know, the business side's concerned. They, business people don't get it. They don't understand the, the passion and drive for math and finance and stats and being right. I realize business people just do things by the seat of their pants. They don't care about being right, which is why business people shouldn't be making a lot of financial decisions. But, um, but yeah, and then we just went to lunch. And like, I remember it was like, oh man, they were talking about, yeah, I've got, you know, X, Y, and Z going on. The game's on this weekend for, you know, this, this university and that university. And, you know, we're just chatting it up and everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with us. And yet everybody around us can't understand. Uh, I think this is one of those things where personalities sync. So not all quants are like this. This isn't a blanket statement. Not all quants are like us. Uh, we're very unique individuals. Um, Personality-wise, though, we synced up very well our passion and understanding for rigor and doing things, you know, academically by the book, but making it work 
in a business setting was something that's critical and different there. Um, and then also I had a couple other colleagues. So shout out to Mark. Um, Mark was awesome. And also Muzi, uh, we would go out to um, not lunch very often, but once in a while after work, somebody get a promotion or a bonus or something. And we'd, uh, you know, go out for a celebratory uh, lunch or a dinner here. Um, even I meet up with, I meet up with them once in a while now. Like I don't work with them. I haven't worked with them in years. And I met up with Mark here, I think like four months ago, three months ago, um, just went out for lunch. So Again, building these sorts of friendships, I think is critical for career development and career advancement here. Um, so kind of looking at the benefits of this, one is just the sanity piece. Like you can't keep your sanity without the friends around you to understand like, ah, the business. It's always the business side that frustrates us, at least most of the time. Or the model developers, we worked in validation. Um, it's having someone there to vent to that understands your frustrations uh, that doesn't take it personally. So I often find I will be frustrated with something and I vent to somebody who's not in the quant side or not in our quant team. And they take this as like a personal attack. Like how dare you say this person, you know, did a terrible job. Well, they did do a terrible job and now it's making my job miserable. Now I'm frustrated. And even though I'm frustrated with it, I will get over it. This is not the end of the world, but it's nice to vent to someone. Um, so it's nice having those colleagues around you to vent to. It is also nice to have the network and support around you for career development here. So when I left my job at Banco ZK, again, no friends there, three months stent, it was a little bit chaotic and on edge and iciness of, you know, complete chaos and meltdown. Um, but there were, I guess there was actually someone there, a lady that worked at Santander before and we'd have lunch together occasionally in my short stint there. So Making friends is a, a good thing to do, guys. Um, but when I left Bank OZK and I was out looking for a new opportunity, it was amazing the people that were either close friends of mine who were like, hey, so-and-so's hiring, or some people I knew were like, hey, um, again, not colleagues, but we've met at conferences, and you know, I've got a job opportunity for you. Why don't you come over and work for us? Um, I'll put you through a few interviews. We'll talk to some people, see how you fit. All these sorts of things come from the friendship aspect of it. So I think that's a critical piece here. Um, but I want to highlight as well. So I've even written letters of recommendation. So friends that I have worked with that I mentioned in this episode of Friends here. Um, I've written letters for them, for other employers, like stating what I do and do, don't like about them. And I think this is where... Um, people say, you know, you should not be friends with colleagues. This is where a little bit of the edge comes from. Um, I don't hire friends to hire friends. So if I have a job opening, I've had a job opening unofficially for I don't know, like a year, year and a half here. I need the exact perfect right person for this. Um, I offered it to a colleague I'd worked with. They turned me down for a bunch of reasons, which I completely understood. Um, but I didn't offer it to anyone else. I didn't go out and go, hey, you know, uh, let me go through the list of my friends because... I know each and every friend very deeply um, on a emotional level, on a friendship level, on a personality level, and especially on a work level. I know the quality, I know their expertise. I know it makes them tick, right? Um, I had a, this job, which was a really cool job, but I know it doesn't fit a lot of the people I have, whether they would be too remote, um, whether their attitudes and perspectives on different topics would cause too much tension within the firm. Um, there are all these pieces that you have to put together. Work ethics, for example. So I have friends that like work like crazy hours and I have friends that don't really like to work at all. Doesn't, you know, 
I fit as someone who likes to tend to work more, but that doesn't mean I can't be friends with people that are different than me. Um, I think also it gives you some acceptance as well across the spectrum. So out of my friend group here, some are Christian, some are Muslim, some are Hindi, uh, some have no religion. Like you start to realize you can be friends with people and you don't have to agree with them on everything. And I think the number one reason that people say don't be friends with colleagues is because they assume this is going to impact these promotions or these jobs, right? Um, I am always extremely aware when I do promotions or I do bonuses. I look deeply and I write. So I found out apparently I'm one of the few people. I take a bunch of notes personally behind the scenes and it's like, why are they getting the promotion? Why are they getting this exact dollar amount for a bonus here? Um, often I have a pool, I have restrictions. I can't give them nearly what I want to give them. Um, but I narrow down and figure out like, what is the work reason for this? I feel like if you're an adult and you think about it and you're cognizant, you can easily separate out um, friendship from work. So this is going to be something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, I find I don't typically struggle with it. I view people fairly black and white. Uh, even when I like you and we're really good friends and I go to lunch with you and we do a bunch of other stuff, uh, when it comes to actual performance review, I am very, very critical on myself. And because of that, I think it is actually not that hard for me to be critical on others as well because I go, well, you, you botched this project. You didn't do well at this. Um, you need improvement here, 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 and here. And I know I have to, when I do like employee reviews, I have to be very cognizant of the fact I can come off as very mean and nasty uh, and a little too honest perhaps, or maybe a little too harsh. Um, so I am very harsh with myself, but that being said, I have to be nice to other people, right? Uh, we can be friends, we can be colleagues, um, and I can still do my job as a manager um, managing down below me, but also, and I think it's critical, and I do not expect my friends that are above me um, to give me better reviews or better performance because of that. Now, it might agitate me because you point something out, and it might be true or it might not be true. But, you know, I still try to realize we are friends, regardless of what happens at work, uh, regardless of what, I don't know, promotions or things happen or don't happen and all the other things, right? We are still friends to be friends here. And it still makes work, work like a bearable situation to be in here. So I think it's an absolute critical thing to have friends at work. Um, as you can see here, like as I tell stories, I get kind of excited. It's fun. I spend a lot of time at work, especially in the past when I have not been fully remote, put in air quotes, I work like, I don't know, four days at home on a good week, less than four days at home on a bad week. But in general, right, I need, you need friends. You need people to understand. You need people to talk to. Um, you'll find that often your do or die habits and interests and hobbies might not align, but you can find fun and interesting things to talk about and have good, meaningful relationships at work. And yes, they do pay off in the long run. So uh, whether it's a promotion or whatnot, it's nice that someone doesn't say, you know, Demetrius is really good at building models or he's really good at validating models. And that's all the feedback they can give on you. Um, as an example, a colleague of mine asked for a letter of recommendation uh, and she reached out to me and asked for it. And I said, yeah, I'd love to do it. Um, and so I wrote the recommendation explaining like she's great at the model development piece, the model validation piece, um, but where she shines, the piece that just makes her absolutely amazing is her attention to detail. Um, someone that can do models and all that stuff. She spends a lot more time on absolute great presentations and 
the charts and putting it together and the communication piece of this here, um, that's where she really shines. And I'm able to write this sort of letter, not because I've just been a colleague, it's because I have gotten to know her on a personal level. I know it makes her tick. I know her habits. I've seen her work and her quality of work, but I also know that like attention to detail is kind of who she is as a person and her inner personality. So I'm not afraid to say anything because I know she will continue on with those sorts of behaviors moving forward here. So if you guys are working in the quant space, um, do make friends. Um, again, don't suck up to people to get promotions. I think this is where the negative piece of, you know, don't be friends with people comes from. Uh, no, I do not judge people and make differences and treat people differently because we either are friends or aren't friends. And there are people I have worked with that I absolutely cannot stand. Um, there's nothing redeemable about them. I think they're honestly just terrible people. These people are very rare. I've only come across maybe one, two, maybe one or two. Um, they're narcissistic. They don't do well with other people. Um, we don't have any commonalities. Again, I'm nice and friendly and we work together and it's great and dandy. I don't need to go after them personally or anything. Um, but there are also just terrible people out there and you're not going to be friends with everybody and that's okay. But I think it's important to make friends with the people around you, even when you meet them. So many of my friends I've met at first, I'm like, oh, these people are weird. They're different. They're odd. They're not real quants. Like, I just don't know. Uh, and then over time you realize like, it's okay. It's okay they're not the best employee or they're not the most quantity or they don't have the same traits and habits as you. Like you'll learn to make friendships, you'll learn to make work a fun and enjoyable place to go because you're both doing something that's enjoyable, even if they don't enjoy it. Um, but you will have a fun time doing your work and at least you'll have people that you can rely on and talk to and have a good time with. So anyways, those are my thoughts on being friends at work. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, please do share, like, and subscribe. And as always, until next time.